Have you ever thought about doing your own podcast? If you have, the best answer for doing one is Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, posting, and distributing your podcast. Anchor is available to download for your Apple or Android devices, or you can go to anchor.fm. Best of all, it's 100% free and so easy to use. So what are you waiting for? If you want to start your own podcast, download the Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R. Anchor, the best way to make your podcast. is the Mofobo Network Podcast, bringing you the most up-to-date news in the wide world of sports. Now, here's your host, Neil Villapiano. What is going on, guys? It is your host, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Mofobo network podcast here on anchor and spotify as always thank you guys so much for taking some time out of your day to take a listen to this episode here as today it is september 22nd 2020 the day that i'm recording also the day that this podcast will be out and i want today as we always do with a bunch of great topics to talk about in the world of sports today i wanted to discuss probably one of the worst injury-packed days in the history of the NFL. Certainly in my lifetime, the amount of injuries that happened this past football Sunday and also Monday to a lesser extent um, was incredible. Incredible in a very bad way, I might add. You look at the situation that a lot of these teams are going to, or not going to, are in, right now going into week three we're into only the third week of the NFL season and so many players big name players impact players are not only hurt but done for the season two weeks in and their season is already cut short and I said this while I was watching some of the games I was was talking to a couple people and I said if it wasn't going to be the coronavirus that was going to stop these players from playing it was going to be season-ending injuries. And, of course, you don't want any, anybody at all to get hurt. You'd love to have a situation where nobody gets hurt, everybody gets a chance to play, blah, 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 blah. But as we know, the way sports works, it, it doesn't work that way. And there were a lot of guys that got hurt, and I wanted to kind of go over the majority of the impactful guys. I believe there was about 30 or so players this week that got hurt. And a huge chunk of them got season-ending injuries, like I mentioned before. And the first guy that we're going to mention is Christian McCaffrey from the Carolina Panthers. He injured his ankle and got an MRI, which proved to be, which pretty much said that he did have a strain. I think they said it was a strained or, you know, not a torn ankle, but certainly an ankle that was going to keep him out. And they said he's going to be out for the next you know, two, four, you know, he's going to be out for a couple of weeks, unfortunately. And I know Christian McCaffrey said yesterday that he wants 
to try to get back sooner. But I think if you are Chris McCaffrey and you are the Carolina Panthers, knowing that this team still needs a handful of more pieces to become a competitive and eventual, hopefully Super Bowl contending team, you're going, you know, it would be better for him to take as much time as he needs to be fully healthy because you just don't want to take any chance on him getting an injury that could get worse and maybe even career ending, you know, God forbid, we don't want that. Nobody wants that, but they may have to let him ease back into it. So I think they said about four to six weeks that he is going to be out. So obviously the big impact player for the Panthers is out. Teddy Bridgewater is going to have to carry a lot more of the load. He didn't have the world's greatest game against the Buccaneers. Uh, the Panthers did make somewhat of a comeback, but in the end they did lose that game to drop to 0-2. So Matt Rule still looking for his first win. Now his situation just became a lot harder with losing their best player offensively. So we'll see how the Panthers respond. But right then and there, at least you can say that McCaffrey has a very good chance of coming back at some point this season. And not too long from now. Four to six weeks is not as bad. Uh, and you don't notice it as much because there's only one game a week. It's not like he's missing so many, so many games. Um, but still, he's going to be, you know, he's definitely going to be missed uh, by the Panthers, just, you know, and obviously offensively uh, going over the next couple of weeks. Now, this is a guy that didn't get hurt in week, in this past week, but got hurt during the first week and then was not going to be available for last night's Monday Night Football game. And that was Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas, who suffered a high ankle sprain in the win versus the Tampa Bucks in week one, just before the two-minute warning in the first half. So he suffered that injury about halfway through the first game of the season. And the, the Saints were not sure, and even Michael Thomas was not sure if he was going to be able to play. And the original response from the Saints was that it looked like he was going to be out for a couple of weeks. But it, from what I'm hearing as of late, he needs to be cleared by the Green Bay Packers medical staff prior to the Saints week three matchup against the Packers before. So it's not just the Saints medical staff that has to clear him. It also has to be the Packers medical staff. I don't know if that's just the protocol that you have to follow, but nonetheless, Michael Thomas needs to be cleared 100%. He did not play last night. I'm sure the Saints, you know, losing the way that they did to the Raiders, missed him and they're hopeful that he can come back and play. So again, another player that even though he's injured and he did miss a little bit of time, it's not a, it, it's not too bad of an injury. And speaking of the Packers, the Packers had their star wide receiver get injured, Devontae Adams. He had a hamstring injury versus the Lions and was announced questionable for week number three versus the Saints. So Aaron Rodgers, who has basically carried the Packers on his back, I'm just going to call it like it is, and it shows you how great of a quarterback overall Aaron Rodgers has always been, his job might have gotten a little bit tougher if Devontae Adams isn't going to go. Now, Matt LaFleur, the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, did say yesterday that the team is going to basically go day by day with him and see how he feels. They're hoping that they can lower his, his workload with regards to practice and just build it up throughout the week so that by the time we get to Sunday, he's ready to go. So I think there's a good chance that he could play, but it might be 50-50 at the moment talking here on Tuesday. It might change tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or even just before kickoff. We don't know. But Again, another injury that wasn't too concerning, but obviously, you know, whenever you have a, a great player like Devontae Adams, you, you don't, you hope to not have to lose him for too long or even lose him for one game. But 
we'll see. It didn't look like it bugged him that much, but we never know exactly how these players are feeling, how bad the injuries really are. So far, through the first three guys that I mentioned, not too crazy. Yeah, the, the Christian McCaffrey one is brutal, especially for fantasy football owners. I, I think fantasy football owners are, are going to be having a very tough time over the next, you know, handful of weeks, pretty much the rest of the season in some capacity. But here comes the first major injury, and that was to Colts wide receiver Paris Campbell. He, at first, they said he didn't suffer an ACL tear. They were going to give him an MRI yesterday to see, and they did confirm that he has a PCL injury and is out indefinitely. So there is a slight possibility that he could be back late in the season. I mean, right now, he's virtually done for the year, but there is a chance maybe the last two or three games, if everything goes well, I don't know if he's getting surgery or not, but if everything goes well, he could return. So for Phillip Rivers in his first and what I feel like is probably going to be his only year in Indianapolis, his job just got tougher as they, they do face the Jets in week three. So they, they still are probably going to win the game, but Philip Rivers just may have a little bit more difficulty finding certain players. But again, they are playing the Jets, and if the Jets play like they played this past week against the Niners, yeah, the, the, I don't think Philip Rivers will have too much trouble. But obviously, if you're Paris Campbell, being the young player that he is, still kind of up and coming, this is a big, big setback. And, and, and obviously, he hopes to get back sooner rather than later. But if it ends up being a season-ending injury, which when you say out indefinitely, it just kind of feels like that is a season injury. It's not confirmed because there's obviously the possibility he could return the last two or three weeks of the year. It just, it's a difficult thing, I'm sure, for any football player to deal with. So that that's definitely unfortunate. Uh, another loss for a Colts team that, that really had a tough week too. Um, and it got a little bit tougher later on in the game, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But yeah, Paris Campbell's going to definitely be lost on that Colts offense. But the next guy we're going to talk about is Byron Jones, you know, the big money cornerback that the Dolphins signed this past offseason. He came up towards the end of the game with a groin injury, and the Dolphins said it's not serious but may be out for Thursday's game against the Jaguars. The Dolphins take on the Jacksonville Jaguars in the Thursday night game this week. So if the game was on Sunday or even Monday, probably Byron Jones would be ready to go. But because it's a shortened week, and you don't want to make a mild injury become something even, you know, worse, they probably will keep him out, which will give Gardner Minshew, who's had a lot of success through the first two games, uh, very similar to the quarterback he's facing this week in Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, might give him an easier time against that secondary of the Dolphins. So not a major injury, and that's a relief because, you know, like I mentioned before, there were a lot of teams that suffered a lot worse. Uh, but luckily for the Dolphins, their their main guy on defense did not suffer a, a bad injury whatsoever. A, a groin is definitely something, in football at least, that you can recover from, and it doesn't take too, too much time. But the Denver Broncos certainly were put in a very tough situation with losing their franchise quarterback, at least for the moment, franchise quarterback, second-year quarterback, Drew Locke. What they said originally, they sprained his AC, but then they said it was a rotator cuff strain, and they gave him about two to six weeks. They said he'll definitely miss the next two weeks. And I just heard earlier today that the Broncos signed Blake Bortles uh, to their team. So most likely, I think Blake Bortles will be the starting quarterback moving forward in Denver. But their young quarterback, Drew Locke, is going to be out. And that's difficult, especially it's just your second year in the league and you, you're dealing with your first major injury. And that's not really good for a young quarterback that's still trying to develop. 
you know, you just delay the development. So that's definitely going to be tough for John Elway, uh, Vic Fangio, and that Broncos team. And uh, we'll, we'll see how they respond. We'll see if Blake Bortles can pull back some of that, uh, that consistent, decent play he had a couple of years ago when he was still in Jacksonville. And now let's get to the more crazy slash very serious injuries. Uh, we'll start with Nick Bosa from the San Francisco 49ers. And it, and it feels like we're just going to talk about the entire Niners team. I could have made this whole podcast beyond what happened with the San Francisco 49ers against the Jets, because even though they absolutely blew out the Jets, it, it came at a pretty hefty price. Nick Bosa in the second quarter, I believe, ended up not getting up after a play and he was carted off the field, which anytime you see a player get carted off, you know it's not good. Like, you know it's not good. And after the game, Coach Shanahan of the Niners did say that it's most likely an ACL tear. And then later on yesterday evening, the Niners did confirm that Nick Bosa tore his ACL and will be out the rest of the year. Major, major injury to a guy who was arguably one of the top three best defensive players in the National Football League as a rookie. He was absolutely dominant. And I know his brother, Joey, is, is still doing very well in, in Los Angeles with the Chargers. And I know Joey's probably taking this very, very hard because it's his brother and you don't want to see him get hurt like that, especially only the second week of the season. So Nick Bosa's second year is going to be cut very, very short. And, um, you know, he'll have surgery on it like everybody will when you tear your ACL and they'll have to move from there. But your best defensive player, in my opinion, just got hurt. They lost Richard Sherman for a couple weeks earlier this past week. So their defense is getting weaker and weaker, it seems, by the day. And it got even weaker in that same game when just a few plays later, Solomon Thomas got hurt. And it looked like his knee originally was the problem. And they didn't know the Niners that, you know, if Solomon Thomas's injury was as bad as Nick Bosa's. It was more clear with Nick Bosa that it was his ACL but they weren't sure originally with Solomon Thomas. But after getting some MRIs, it was confirmed as well that Solomon Thomas did tear his ACL and will also be out the rest of the season. So right away, the Niners have just lost two very talented, impactful players on defense. It didn't hurt them against the Jets because they still won by a bunch. Will it hurt them against the Giants? Probably not. But as they start getting into divisional play and towards the, the main point of the season – it may start to affect them, affect them down the road. So hopefully the Niners, from their standpoint, they're looking to try to see if they can win a bunch of games and, and try to remain competitive before the schedule gets a lot tougher. So another huge loss, and it was crazy because it's one thing to have one of your impact players get hurt and get a season-ending injury, but now you have two. You have two guys whose seasons are already done. And the injuries kept piling up for the 49ers. Tevin Coleman, the backup running back for the Niners, had a knee and they're not really sure at the moment what his timeline is. They, I did hear that there is a slight chance that he might play in week three against the Giants, but it's not confirmed. Raheem Mostert had a mild MCL sprain. Timeline depends on MRI. So again, another kind of unknown situation with him. And Mostert scored on the first play of the game against the Jets, an 80-yard touchdown run. So it looks like Jared McKinnon is probably going to get a lot of the load, at least for, for the immediate future uh, for the Niners. And then, if things were not already bad enough, Jimmy Garoppolo came up, you know, limping in the first, in the first half against the Jets. Uh, I remember seeing the play where Quinn and Williams accidentally hit into his leg and sacked him, so to speak. And 
Garoppolo looked uncomfortable. He continued to look uncomfortable. He battled through and played the whole first half before Nick Mullins took over and Jimmy Garoppolo was, was sat down. And they diagnosed him with a high right ankle sprain. And there wasn't much info when I first, you know, read it out. But it's, it's turned out to be that there is a good chance that Garoppolo could play in week three. They're going to list him as day-to-day at the moment and see how the week progresses. So it might be a game-time decision with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, so I think Nick Moulds is going to get a lot of first-team reps. And speaking of the Giants, since that's who the 49ers are playing in week three, the Giants had two injuries. Uh, both of them are going to require time. One of them is a season-ending injury. The first one is Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard came up laboring late in the first half, uh, did not return in the second half for the Giants. And it has been reported from Jordan Renan, the beat reporter for the Giants from ESPN, said that it's most likely turf toe. And because it's turf toe, he's going to be out a couple of weeks. They didn't give a specific timeline, but it will be a couple of weeks for Sterling Shepard. So Daniel Jones's life just became that much harder with a very, very bad offensive line and not many weapons. And if things didn't get any worse, if they couldn't get any worse, they did. Because earlier in that game, Saquon Barkley appeared to have injured himself on a running play. And then as he was going towards the sidelines, it looked like he got his leg tangled up with Eddie Jackson of the Bears. And he was slammed to the ground or basically just slammed himself to the ground. And he immediately smacked his hand several times on the ground, took off his helmet immediately. And you knew right then and there it wasn't good. And eventually the Giants training staff had to actually carry him off the field. He couldn't even put any weight on it. And then about an hour later, uh, Adam Schefter tweeted out that the Giants fear that it's a torn ACL. And we did get confirmation yesterday that Saquon Barkley has torn his ACL and will be out the rest of the season. So his third year in the NFL is already over. And that's really, really sad because Saquon Barkley is such a tremendous football player. He's a tremendous person. He has not complained one bit since he got to the Giants, even with the poor offensive lines that he's had to play behind. And I give him a lot of credit, and it's just so sad to see that. So if the Giants season wasn't already kind of over in a way, it kind of feels like that's pretty much it. Like, what do you have to look forward to in, in, in this respect? Because Daniel Jones hasn't really played that great through the first two games. They've been somewhat competitive. They were certainly competitive in the second half against the Bears and nearly came back and won despite everything. But, you know, Saquon Barkley was the main guy that Giants fans were watching and the main guy that so far the Steelers and the Bears were keen on. Now you're going to probably see a pass-heavy offense. The Giants, literally just before I jumped on here and started recording, uh, according to NFL Network, have signed Devontae Freeman, the former running back for the Atlanta Falcons, uh, to a contract with the COVID-19 testing pending. Um, But it looks like that Devontae Freeman is going to be the Giants running back for the rest, main running back for the rest of the year. They still have Deion Lewis uh, that they'll probably use, who scored a touchdown on Sunday for the Giants. But it it was a it was a gut-wrenching type of thing to see. And I gave Joe Judge a lot of credit for the things that he said. He said he's not giving up on Saquon. He's going to constantly try to be there as much as he can for him. And he says it's going to be a hell of a story when he comes back. And I give him a lot of credit because that gives Giants fans a lot of positivity. But nonetheless, a season-ending injury, torn ACL is just awful. So Saquon is supposed to get surgery at some point this week. 
and then begin his rehab process. So that is a tough blow for a Giants team that's already off to a very rough start to their season. Um, and it, it might get a lot rougher as we progress. But I'm wishing, you know, not just Saquon, but everybody who's had seasoning injuries, uh, Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, Saquon, a couple other guys I'll mention. Um, I wish them as speedy of a recovery as possible because these guys are so young and they have a lot of football left to play, a lot of life left to live. And, they, and I want to see them be able to at least live out the rest of their football playing days, you know, actually playing football. That's, that's what I'm hoping for. But a gut-wrenching, a gut-wrenching injury for an impact player like Saquon. The next injury that came out was Cortland Sutton, the top wide receiver for the Broncos. So not only did they lose their starting quarterback for a couple of weeks, they lost their main wide receiver for the rest of the year with a torn knee. So the Broncos offense has been certainly depleted over the first two weeks. And uh, with the AFC West being as competitive as, as it's been so far, you know, with the Chargers, Chiefs, and Raiders doing well, you know, it, it's, it, the Broncos are going to be in for a difficult time once they get into divisional play. So another impactful player on an offense uh, that's going to be lost for the year. And going back to the Colts, because I did mention them before, uh, Malik Hooker, the Colts, one of the Colts' starting safeties, uh, got a torn Achilles and is going to be out for the year as well. So both offense and defense lost the guy for probably the rest of the year in Indianapolis. So obviously Frank Reich is going to have his hands full. But you know what? He did a very impressive job a couple years ago with Andrew Luck, who just came back. They dealt with so many injuries. They were off to such uh, an abysmal start and made the playoffs. So if anybody can still rally the troops and get these guys to play hard and win football games, it's Frank Reich. So let's give him an opportunity here and let's see what he can do. Another season injury, we actually have two more here that came out later on yesterday. Anthony Barr, Vikings linebacker, torn peck. He is also out for the year. So the Vikings, whose defense has been shredded through the first two weeks, they're going to have an even worse time, honestly, with Anthony Barr now being out their main starting linebacker. And speaking of linebackers, and this is the last major injury, Bruce Irvin, who tweeted out yesterday saying, I guess I am human was told he has a torn ACL and is out for the year. This is so difficult because it kind of shows you that preseason is necessary from not just the, you know, the player, some players trying to fight for the last couple of positions on a team as we see every year, but for, for the main guys to build chemistry, to get back into football shape, to be playing against someone else. Because there was no preseason, basically the first three or four weeks of the regular season are going to be preseason games. And, you know, would it have been different if these guys got hurt in the preseason? In a way, because it would have allowed teams to prepare themselves and plan their game plans and everything, you know, to start the regular season without those guys being there. You know, would they have gotten hurt if they had played preseason games? It's tough to say because sometimes you don't, you know, a guy could still go, you know, 50%, not 100%, and still get a major injury. So I think when it comes down to it, my opinion is that the NFL – should have had at least two preseason games. I think that should be the rule anyway. I think it should only be two. I think four is, is you know, too much. I understand the difficulties of the COVID-19 pandemic. I was against the NFL even playing, considering the situation that we're dealing with and the fact that the case number of cases in this country is rising. And I know the NFL has done a good job so far, but we got to get into the heat of autumn. I'm recording this on the first day of autumn, the first day of fall, ladies and gentlemen. We are beginning that point where everybody was saying, we have to be very careful with how this is going to go because, you know, we might be in for, for a very difficult time over the next couple of months 
with the COVID-19 pandemic. But nothing, nothing anybody could do about it now. But the fact that the, you had this many players, seven players in the NFL tore their ACL this past week and are done for the year. The most ACL season-ending injuries I personally have ever seen in one week in my time watching NFL football. I, I've never seen it. And Adam Schefter last night on, you know, on the Monday night football pregame, you know, halftime report said he had never seen this many injuries, this many season-ending injuries. So it's very, very difficult to deal with. And it's so sad because if you're a fan of any of these teams, and I'm a fan of the Giants, so obviously Saquon being out and also Sterling Shepard to a lesser extent is difficult because then it's almost like, well, now what do you have to look forward to? Your season's already a wash. I mean, it was already a wash for the most part, and now it just kind of made everything worse with the injuries that you saw. Um, it's tough for if you're a fan of the 49ers, the amount of guys that got hurt in one game, and the amount of guys that had season-ending injuries in one game. So at the end of the day, this is something that is unfortunate. It is part of the game. It's part of football. It's part of sports. People get hurt. But the seeing that gross amount of injuries and gross amount of seasoning injuries just shows that preseason is a vital point uh, for the main guys and pretty much for everybody. But you don't have to go back to four games. Just make it two. That's more than enough. And these guys will be ready to go and we can go from there. But for all the fans out there, we also just have to remember this is part of the sport. Guys get hurt. Guys get seasoning injuries. And this is just how we have to deal with it. So it's very, it's a very, very difficult week I'm sure for a lot of people, a lot of, you know, the players that are involved, fans of the teams and everything. But uh, hopefully we don't have another day like we had on Sunday. Again, I hope we don't have that for the rest of this season and the rest of the time that football exists in our world. I really hope that that never happens again. But as always, let me know what you guys think. I would love to hear what you guys, you know, your guys' opinion on this situation. Do you think that there should should have been one preseason game, two, three, four, whatever you want to say. Are there other reasons that you think are for why this happened? You can let me know on Twitter at T-H-E-N-V-P-S-H-O-W and also on Instagram at N-V-P-Q-B-11. And with that being said, that'll wrap it up for this edition of the Mofobo Network podcast. Thank you guys again for taking some time to listen to this. If you want to listen to more of this podcast, here's what you do. You subscribe to it on Anchor and or Spotify. Just search Mofobo Network or Neil Villapiano and you will find it. We post new episodes of the podcast every Tuesday and Thursday of each week. So you'll have multiple podcast episodes to look forward to every single week with the most up-to-date news and the most up-to-date topics in the wide world of sports. We also have the Mofobo Network Presents YouTube channel. That's right. We have a YouTube channel, just like the podcast, where we have a specific topic that we discuss every single week, post a new video every single Wednesday on YouTube. So you can search Mofobo Network Presents and you'll find it. I'm not going to give away what I'm going to talk about this upcoming Wednesday. You'll have to like and subscribe to the channel to find out. So please like and subscribe to the Mofobo Network YouTube channel. Also hit the notification bell so you don't miss any new videos that we post again every single Wednesday. If you want to stay up to date in the new episodes every single week, you can subscribe and also like the Mofobo Network Facebook page, where there I post when the new episodes of the podcast are up, as well as the new YouTube videos every single week. So from Tuesday to Thursday, you get content 
from yours truly. So please go like and subscribe to the Mofobo Network Facebook page. If you want to listen to more of just my voice, you can check me out on the Devil's State of Mind podcast, which is the New Jersey Devils-based podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I am the host. We talk all things New Jersey Devils, all things hockey, and so much more. We, we've had such great content so far. I've had some great guests. It's been so much fun. We have a podcast for every single team in the National Hockey League and also just some other great podcasts. So if you are a big hockey fan or even if you're just a sports fan trying to learn about the sport and learn about the teams, go check us out, hockeypodcastnetwork.org, or you can check us out anywhere you listen to podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, anywhere you listen, Hockey Podcast Network or Devil's State of Mind, and you can see all the new episodes there. We have a Twitter for the podcast at Devil's State. We have an Instagram at Devil's State of Mind. And just like Mofobo, we have the Devil's State of Mind Facebook page where you can stay up to date with new episodes of the podcast that we post every single Monday. So yesterday, if you were listening to this on Tuesday, yesterday, the 21st of September, we posted our recent episode, episode number 16 of the first season of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. So please go like and subscribe to that and support me there as well. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And last, but as I always say, certainly not least, go check out my book right now on Amazon and also Barnes and Noble, J-E-T-S, Pain, 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 which is about the pain and suffering of being a New York Jets fan. And obviously with the Jets now being 0-2 and arguably you could say might be the worst team in the NFL, uh, it might be a good book to kind of entertain you a little bit and to better have you better understand why the Jets are the way that they've always been for so long. So it's, it's a great book. It talks about all the painful memories and all the suffering that Jets fans have had to deal with since they won Super Bowl three back in 1969. So if you're a Jets fan, a football fan, if you know someone who's one of those, or if you just want to support me, which I always greatly appreciate, please go check that out. Buy a copy. It's available for hardcover and ebook for the price of $19.69. And if you're a Jets fan or even a football fan, you probably guessed why I chose that specific price. So please go check it out. Again, J-E-T-S, pain, pain, pain. So thank you all very much. I greatly, greatly appreciate you listening to this edition of the Mofobo Network Podcast, and we will see you in the next episode. As always, continue to be safe out there during this difficult time with COVID-19 pandemic. Continue to listen to the health officials, wear a mask, practice social distancing. I know it sounds like a broken record, but it's serious. And, you know, look, we're, we're trying very hard to flatten the curve. Continue to do the right thing. Listen to our health officials and, and, and continue to be the great people that you are because we will eventually find a vaccine and we will eventually be able to go out freely once more. I promise you that 100%. So please continue to do so. Shout out to all of the essential workers out there. I mean, you guys do a phenomenal job, even in the tough situations that we're still in even now. We really appreciate you guys going out there, waking up every morning early as hell to, you know, help us out during this extremely difficult time. You know, whether you're a doctor, a nurse, someone who works in a grocery store and everywhere else, or if you're just somebody out there trying to make someone's day better, whether it's from their health standpoint, you know, especially the mental health standpoint, thank you so much because you guys are truly the heroes of this world. We, you know, we all greatly appreciate it. So 
Thank you guys so very much. And as I always say at the end of every single episode, no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what hardships you might be doing, just remember when you wake up in the morning to think positively, have a smile on your face, and kick some mofobo. Thank you guys very much for checking this out today, and God bless.